Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. And I'm Steve. And this week we're looking at Season 5, Episode 16, Beware of Greeks, the controversial foray into Frasier's European heritage, complete with a random brother and cousin of the Crane clan. Um, Steve, do you have any siblings I don't know about? <laughs> um, no. And uh, Good. I was hoping you were going to actually start by saying that your brother that you've been telling me about recently doesn't exist <laughs> i haven't actually got a brother i've made him up <laughs> um, or yeah just no i haven't got any siblings i haven't mentioned um, that, that, that's a shame um but a trip around the greek islands if that helps <laughs> <laughs> um but yes so um I've, I've, i do have a brother he is real um but uh i, I was just curious to see if you were keeping any of a secret from me there as the fraser writers did for all of us fans of this episode, we're going to get there. Um, let's not jump ahead just yet. Shall we took ourselves into a Greek trivia corner this week? I will go there, but only if after every answer I give, I have to say, am I right? Am I right? I absolutely despise that one. We're going to get up to that later as well. <laughs> um, Okie dokie. So let's head over to Triv Corn where our usual cadre are hiding out. So, going to open with our man down under Cam Winston for you this week, Stephen. Question one. Who is easier to... Uh, who is easier to make... Oh, than a peanut butter sandwich? And what changed that? Oh, it's um, it's Aunt Zora, isn't it? It is Martin's sister-in-law. Yeah, Martin says it's Zora. What changed it? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Maybe, so- maybe you're kind of thinking... Don't, you don't need to think too outside the box for this one. Was it literally about the brother? What 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 specifically? I can't remember, but I know I know that um, Martin struggles. He says, "My brother Walt's not the uh, brightest bulb in the uh, in the." Uh, and Daphne says, "Bulb box." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on the you're on the right lines. It's yeah. she. She simply got married. She got yeah. married, and that changed. She wasn't so easy to make anymore. Um, but yeah, very good. Um, what did Lizzie Borden do as well? Oh, uh, I actually wrote this down as the second Lizzie Borden reference. Uh, play with her parents' heads, I believe. Yes, very, very good. Um, there, was a, there was a film not long ago actually made about that. I think Chloe, I never know how you say her name. Is it Sevigny or Savigny? Um, she played Lizzie Borden. Um, oh, okay. I think it was called It was called Lizzie, I think. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, she wanted to autograph her hatchet afterwards. <laughs> Uh, question three, and the last one from Cam Winston. How many pots and pans are hanging above the chef in the kitchen? Oh, visual one here. This is hard. This is hard. 17. Oh, not a million miles away. 14 from my count. Give or take one. So I was, I was, I would have accepted 13, 14, or 15. Um, but a good question there from the camster. Uh, trivia from Little Owler in the Glen. Though she presents here as being of Greek origin, Patty Lupin, who plays Aunt Zora, is actually Italian American, born in which US state? I'm going to have to say New York because I believe that's probably where most Italian Americans are from. <laughs> oh, you're so close. Do you know where The Sopranos is set? I don't. 
That's New Jersey, and that is the answer I was looking for. If I was going to guess and you'd have asked me that question, I'd have still said New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're very, very proximal. Um, so well, is, looking for New Hell's Jersey. Kitchen New York? Is Hell's Kitchen New York? Is that, New that, is, that is in New York, yeah. I think that's where I believe all Italian-Americans come from. I think they're all from Hell's Kitchen. So. They all they are all bought, created in a factory there in Hell's, <laughs> in Hell's Kitchen. Um, of course, not really. No offence to any Italian-American listeners. Um, Steve, do you have some questions for me? I have got... I've technically got two, but one of them is almost a four-parter. Um, oh, my goodness. Well, the first one I've got is Patty Lapone plays Aunt Zora. She also voices a character in season one, but can you guess which episode or what the name of the caller is? Oh. So you've got one of 24 episodes to pick. <laughs> she voices a caller. Um, I'm going to go with... The woman whose husband sleeps with the urn on the on the cupboard. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't actually know. <laughs> name in the episode. That's it. Um, Do you want to take a stab at the episode? Oh my god! Um, and the whimper is right. It's Pam, and in dinner at eight. Dinner at eight. Oh, damn. oh, you've been right. If anyone wants to write in to tell us whether Will is right with the woman who drops the urn, <laughs> I don't think that's three episodes in. That that's definitely got a flavour of being further in. Yeah, it's an early nice. one. It's an early one. Nice, nice. So anyway, question two is technically four parts, mm-hmm. and it is called. The question is called "Who says?" I'll give you a line. You've got to tell me which character says the line. Oh, okay. I like this. Right. The first one is. I know this doesn't concern me, but I feel very strongly about this. I like Ziff the music, and I always have. That's got to be Daphne. It is Daphne. Excellent. I nearly broke out the accent, but it would have been too much. (laughs) Uh, Number two, the line is, by the way, Mrs. Pappas is having an affair. Who says that? Mrs. Pappas is having an affair. Um, So this is going to be when they're... Presumably when they're at the restaurant. Yeah, they're at the uh, rehearsal dinner. I... Are all of the answers like main cast members? Uh, all but one. All but this one. one is the main cast member. Oh, this one is. I'm going to go with Martin. It's Niles. Ah, of course, because he's like hiding and lurking. And, and uh, Mr. Pappas it thinks it's a confessional booth and then confesses that she's having an affair. Excellent. Um, number three. Tell your Uncle Stavros to stop dancing on the table. Uh, tell your Uncle Stavros. Is that Aunt Zora? It is Aunt Zora. Yes! <laughs> so that's two out of three. Can you get three out of four? The last one is, good thing you weren't admiring the port butt. <laughs> gotta gotta be gotta go with Frasier there. It's Frasier, three out of four. Yes, right <laughs> I will take that. I will take that. Is that your your trivia uh, done? My trivia for you, yeah. Delightful, thank you, Steve. So let's pop over to Mischief Knight, who asks, "Who asked Daphne to monitor Martin's blood pressure, and what was the reading?" It's Doctor. Is it Doctor Rud- Rudnick? Rudnick. It is Doctor Rudnick. The reading is something ridiculously high numbered over something low numbered. I think is it two hundred over thirty something. It's two hundred and forty. 
over <laughs> 11. <laughs> so well, I, I have no idea when it comes to blood pressure. People go, oh, my blood pressure is pretty good. It's 140 over 17. I go, how does anyone know that's good? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. Yeah, I'm not very good with blood pressure. Um, only like high, medium or low blood pressure. That is it. You don't need the number. Yeah. Just is it high or low? That's it. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it medium? Brilliant. Thank you. I can leave. Um, what caused Niles' allergies? Niles' allergies to trigger? think it's is it cousin Yvonne purring too much or something like that <laughs> it is cousin Yvonne purring in his ear after Zora announced <laughs> Niles was getting a divorce brilliant um how many people does Zora slap and who are they she slaps is it one of the waiters for laughing when Fraser says something he says something about the Greek islands that I mentioned earlier she slaps I think a waiter or the chef she does um, yes she does does she? It's one of the cooks. Yeah, one of the cooks. Yeah, there's going to be two or three. I know that one. I can't. I can't think of anyone else. Is that? Is, is it one of the? Is it Martin or Niles or? It is. It is Martin. Very good. Oh. It is Martin. Um, trivia from Run for Your Life. What is the name of the actor who plays Martin's brother? If you need a hint, it's oddly close to one of the main cast's names. I didn't need the hint. This has been over Fraser Fan Club a million times. It's John Mahone. Yeah, which is absolutely insane. It makes me wonder, did they pick him for that name? Because the guy doesn't look like Martin or anyone else in the family. Do you know what I mean? He absolutely does not. What a name to have. Um, trivia from Noel Crane. At the restaurant, how many musicians are there? Um, there's no way of me working that out. Six. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> it's 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 three it's a three-piece band it's a trio um i can't even remember what music is playing in the restaurant is it ziffer music something ziffer i don't yeah, know how many musicians do they need to make that <laughs> <laughs> uh and trivia from little bobby briscoe what is the name of aunt zora's restaurant oh Ooh, i love this uh it's when they walk in yes it is i didn't catch this oh <sighs> uh. I don't know what I want to say Costa Plenty, but that's going to be like Spanish, not Greek. But that's what I'm going... Is it Costa Plenty or something like yeah, that? You know what? You're not You're not a million miles away. It's Constantine's. <laughs> I knew it had a co at the start. You, you knew you kind of, your mind was trying to put the pieces together, but, but alas. It's stupid, like, like I say, Costa Plenty. So it sounds like it's legit, but it actually yeah. just means it's an expensive restaurant. That's all I could think of then. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. Thank you, everyone who said in trivia, as always. Um, so lovely there to hear from you all. Um, thank you, Steve, for yours as well. So let's get into this episode um, and and let's just puzzle through one of the strangest moments in, in Frasier history. So we begin in KSCL as normal. So far, so uncontroversial. Everything's normal. Then Nikos, his cousin, arrives. I've just put this in capitals. He's got a cousin. What the hell? He's called Nikos. Um, you know, he isn't kind of, a, he's kind of a Greek origin. Where's that come from? And yeah, he's introduced as his father's brother's son. Yeah. That's, um, how, yeah, that's how I introduce all my cousins as well. <laughs> yeah. This is my, this is my, uh, my auntie's <laughs> husband's son. In case yeah. anyone thought it was my mother's brother's son. <laughs> <laughs> That would it's, still be my cousin. <laughs> I, I just put here one minute in and we have left planet Earth. Um, I just, what do you make of this reveal? Well, yeah, I don't know. You won't be able to see from mine, though, so I'll show you anyway. But 
I actually wrote Nikos, first scene, Keanu Reeves, ordered from Wish. <laughs> he does have a bit of that about him. Um, like a false Keanu Reeves and a very young one. It's just something odd about him. What's even weirder that you said that is that I was thinking about Keanu Reeves not but two minutes ago because he was in a film called Constantine and the, <laughs> yeah. and, and, the, and the restaurant's obviously Constantine's. Um, and there we have we have Nikos looking a little a little bit like him. Um, some might say, um, but uh, yeah, he he became other, a juggler. The other note I did make was it says. I watched Nico grow up, and I wrote, cheers, 1986-1993, Fraser was in Boston. (laughs) How far did he watch him grow up from? (laughs) He had a telescopic lens. (laughs) For, for, I make that, about seven or eight years, Hmm. he was the other side of the country. How old's Nico supposed to be? He's not old, is he? I mean, early 20s, maybe? In, in In this episode, I'd have him as about 26, 25. So Frasier was absent for at least eight of those years. Yeah. Not seen him for five years because that's how long they've been cut out of the family for. Mm. So he's not seen him since he was maybe 12. But he watched him grow up and uh, he's given him some solid advice in that time. (laughs) Yeah, and that solid advice was to follow his passions. He was going to become a doctor and instead he became a juggler. Um, Yeah, again, this crossroads that he achieved in his life is an interesting one, but... Um, and did he make the right decision? Did it bring him happiness? Yes. Um, he likes juggling, and he meets a fellow juggler. So I don't know. Has Fraser massively misstepped with his advice here, or did he make ultimately the right decision? I can't imagine Fraser ever advising anyone not to be a doctor. I always thought yeah. that Fraser would want everyone to be academic. Everyone would, you know, if 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 someone went to Fraser and said, "Should I be a surgeon or a juggler?" I'd have thought Fraser would go, "Do you know what? Surgeon is a really solid career. You're going to make a lot of money. You're intelligent. You want to go to school, or you want to go and be a street person or street yeah. theatre person." You know, yeah, that doesn't sound like Fraser advice to me. <laughs> it it, it does. It doesn't, does it? Um... But I, I think the kernel of, of, of truth that was supposed to, to kind of mine from this is that Frasier told him to kind of follow his dreams, follow his heart, which is quite Frasier-esque. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just hard to imagine him achieve, reaching that conclusion this way. Um, but apparently he did. Um, we now cut to 1901, and we're going to come back to, to Nikos and this whole crazy <laughs> Greek maelstrom later. Um, Martin's blood pressure is 240 over 11. Um, do you mean? Do you have any kind of sports watch, or do you kind of do you know your resting heart rate? Or if you were to take a guess, oh, do you have any statistics not, about any of that? No, not got a clue. I presume that if I wake up every morning and I don't have a heart attack, then I'm probably not suffering high blood pressure. I can walk around at work, I can get home, and I don't keel over. I presume, and <laughs> that's a big presumption. I presume that I'm physically fit enough to carry out my daily duty. <laughs> well, I mean, you you walk a, an incredible amount of miles on a daily basis, so I I would love to see a readout of your heart rate because I imagine you have an incredibly low resting heart rate. Somehow, um, at some time, I'll get that just for you. <laughs> please do, and even if it just means just standing there with a finger to your neck and kind of counting manually. I'd be I'd be curious to know because I've I've started running again in earnest now that I've got over my injury and I've noticed since I've been running my heart rate has plummeted again uh, in a good way. Um, yeah, yeah. So like you know I I can be just sitting at my desk or whatever my heart rate can be as low as like fifty two beats per minute. Um, wow. 
which is is really you know is, is really low. Um, sorry, I just got a little flicker then saying we'd lost connection, but it, it fixed itself. So hopefully, hopefully, listeners, you can still hear us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'd be curious, listeners, if you know your resting heart rate, as many of you will, because you'll have Apple watches and, and, and other devices. Get in touch. Let us yeah. let's compare to Martin. <laughs> Why not? Your, uh, your heart rate we want to know <laughs> please go on your your blood type your dna where you live any your social security number all of that good stuff <laughs> um i've got here a slight crush i think this must be niles is there are cannibals that are less i don't know if he's on about yvonne here yeah, um can you remember can you remember the quote or what he's talking he's, about uh, there, are, there are cannibals that are less hungry for human flesh or something like that. <laughs> Just absolutely amazing. So we're already getting this establishment of, of, of a character who's going to be a force of nature when we get to Constantine. Um, when you think about it, it's kind of sick. I've got I've got written down here. Who's who says this line again? That is a brilliant delivery <laughs> from Jane Leaves as Daphne. Um, <laughs> yes, she says about a crush from a cousin. She goes, "Oh, it's a distant cousin." She goes, "Still, it is kind of sick, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she's so sort of just I don't know the way she just delivers that line she goes but it is kind of sick it is good <laughs> just carries and that's I think that's when she then says um, that infamous line I read out to you earlier and I know this doesn't concern me but I feel strongly about this I like Ziffer music and I always and I, have, and I always have. Um, well, I sound so, a bit more like Annie then <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, we, we learn now that, that yeah so the same city as your brother and not seen him for five years uh, Martin says, you know, I'm in the same city, my brother, I've never seen five years. Everything about this is is horrible. Well, but the thing is, he sa- he says that line, doesn't he? He says, do you do you, uh, do you have any idea how that feels? And Fraser looks at Niles and goes, no, but I'd like to give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only good thing to come out of this massive plot hole. Um, <laughs> Fraser's yeah. delivery of, no, but I'd like to give it a try. And Niles just looks back at him, a little glance. They just carry on. <laughs> Just it's just no, it's like this episode for me, and we I know we have a lot of listeners of which the kind of Venn diagram intersection of Fraser and the Simpsons is quite high. There's mm. a famous Simpsons episode, The Principal and the Pauper, in which it's revealed that Skinner actually is not Skinner at all. He's someone called Armin Tanzarian or something, <laughs> who stole his identity in, in the Vietnam War or something. Um and it's just widely regarded as like a terrible, terrible moment in the Simpsons' history. This has shades of that, I think. Yeah, it's a very I don't know I don't know how to sort of describe this episode. It is very it, there's two ways, isn't there? It's, it's very confusing with the things that pop up, like the brother, the the cousin, the other cousin. Um but I listened to a, a podcast by um Two guys, two Canadians, actually, about the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Blair and Barker. Uh, one used to play baseball, the other one's a media writer and, and obviously sports presenter. And when I first watched this episode, I wanted to use their phrase straight away, which is there's not really much to unpack in this. Yeah, <laughs> they use yeah. it quite a lot. There's a loss. They quite often start it with there's a lot to unpack. A lot of things went wrong in the game. We need to read. Really... And I looked at this and I went, no, there's, there's nothing in this. There, there is. There is, like I said to you before we came on air, the elephant in the room about Martin not having a brother and then suddenly it comes up. Is it in season one? I can't remember the exact episode. He actually says, um, is it about lying or something like that? I never had a brother. He actually says that line. I never yeah. had a brother, but I had a colleague who I was really close to. And he tells them the story. You think, but you started that with, I never had a brother. Mm. And five years later, you're saying, I've got a brother and I haven't seen him for five years. What? Yeah. <laughs> they I mean, what? <laughs> What, what, 
Sorry, sorry, you go, Steve, you go. They they did so much work to cover out when Sam comes back in cheers and he says, well, I thought your dad was dead. And he goes, I was mad at you. And then they bring this up and you think, why did you just go full circle back into this shitstorm that you've said that suddenly these family members are coming from nowhere? So sorry, I interrupted you. Go on. No, no, I was just saying, what do you think their thinking is here? Like why, when they've, they've established that, why did they think for one episode, let's completely knock the kind of orbit of this family and then the next episode, let's just knock it right back. Why on earth such a seismic shift for 22 minutes of television? Yeah, I mean, my only theory behind it is, was it written for another sitcom? Did the writer send it in and it was written for something else? And they went, you know what, it's a good script. We could use this. We can adapt this to Fraser and Niles. Did that writer then go, I've got this from my old back catalogue. I'm in the writer's room. What about using this one? I called it Beware of Greeks. It's really funny. It's, you know, we brought in a Greek relative and they go, oh, we could do that. But then why didn't they make it? Daphne's relative or something else do you know what I mean why Martin who's specifically said he didn't have a brother to then mm. bring a brother in it's mind-blowing why they why you do that like you say for 22 minutes what what's the point <laughs> it's, it's yeah I just I just don't know um and on on the subject of kind of yeah bizarre choices we have a, a really strange Nazi joke now um have you forgotten the family legend that when Hitler invaded Greece she joined the partisans just so she could strangle Nazis um, I, I'd never believed that she would have had to have been five years old at the time. <laughs> to which Niles replies, "Well, that's what the legend says. They were strangled with jump ropes." Um, I mean, there's there's some there's some good lines there, but I mean, it's just all a bit strange. I just yeah, feel like we're in new territory here. If people think that Freudian sleep is a bit out there, this episode is really out there for. Yeah, well, I'm one of those people, so I mean, I'm looking forward to Freudian just, sleep. But... It should just be a standalone episode. Do you know what I mean? It should be a just a random episode at the end like you i don't know a behind the scenes or an after hours sort of episode that oh you want a bit more you know you know you used to watch big brother on channel four and they used to have that sort of after that was so strange yeah you just watch them sleep for hours (laughs) but they'd always have that sort of after someone got kicked out and you watch the big event of them being kicked out they then had another show on another channel four channel to do with the interview of it or something like that that they didn't get into the so, well, this feels like that. It's like we've just got an extra Fraser episode. I just chuck it in season five. Just, just make it anyway. Doesn't need to be there. No one will ever mention it again. Just bung it in. Maybe yeah. in twenty-five years, thirty years' time, someone will make a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Am I right? Um, the we're in now. I, what I assume is well, obviously it's, it's the same set as 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 wherever the innkeepers was filmed. Um, ah, so you say that I've got written down. Um, why have we reused the set from Adventures in Paradise? <laughs> oh, tell tell me why you think. I mean, to be honest, it's all probably the same room. But yeah, what what are the similarities me, there? I thought that the sort of the ivy growing up, the sort of I don't know old cobblestones kind of put into the walls and the arches looked yeah. very much like the French restaurant. You know, when the guy goes, "You did this," you can't even get water in a glass. Oh that, yeah. yeah. Straight away, my mind went to that restaurant. The even the kitchen doors are on the the right hand side of the stage, whereas mm. in innkeepers, the doors are on the other side. They're in the That's left really hand side. Point. Looking at it, but it just yeah, it's it's like wow, you've just you know why have you built a restaurant set for this episode again? You're not going to go there again. That's yeah. why I presumed it was from Adventures in Paradise. It just seems so similar. And I mean, Niles hiding behind the bottles of wine—that rack isn't obviously a wall. <laughs> it's just a load of bottles put on a shelf. 
and people can walk behind it. What restaurant would have freestanding bottles of wine on a shelf in the middle? Of the- <laughs> yeah, just a kid touches it and boom. Yeah, there it goes your chateau neuf de pap. It's um, just uh, no, no, no. This is Greek champagne. <laughs> Greek champagne, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Aunt Zora's introduced now. Um, you know, it, it, I, I apologise that the tone of this episode is already quite negative, but I, I think <laughs> negative in a in a kind of you know tongue in cheek kind of way. Art Zora is deeply annoying and not funny to me at all. Um, do you want to maybe play devil's advocate, or do you also agree? Unfortunately, I like Patty Lapone. I think she's a fantastic actress, and in everything else that you can see her in, if you look up her IMDb, you'll see she's a, a fantastic character actress in a lot of decent stuff what does she need to be greek for a start she can't really do an inoffensive greek accent and yeah offensive is definitely what it is (laughs) we've established she's italian american from new jersey (laughs) so why don't we either go and get an authentic greek or just not make it about a greek why does she need to be greek why can't she just be an american an italian american and run an italian restaurant she could be authentic then yeah, I, I genuinely have no idea because why then, they went with Greek. Because then, I know I've said it, but you could have said, you could have called the episode Hell's Kitchen and just said she's a chef at an Italian-American restaurant, and that's it. <laughs> you, need to, you need to let Hell's Kitchen go, Steve. <laughs> but no, I, I just like some sleepers, it's set there. <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand, yeah, why they needed this kind of conceit of, of Greek bloodline um it's 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 just bizarre um make a trip around the greek islands superb from fraser here but bizarre i think so it sometimes feels like they just retrograde uh, an episode from a great line um we've talked about an episode before where there was a really good line um i think i, I think we talked about Roz's krantz and goldenstein are dead and we kind of yeah. said, I, that's definitely someone has come up with that title and then they have yeah. retrofitted an episode to fit it. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think that's what's happened here. Um, we now have the first right? Um, which just, I don't know, I think I'd rather hear, I'd much rather hear Dr. Mary go, okay, okay, because that actually, you know, is good and funny and even though it annoys some people, I just think this, yeah. This is just doubling down on my dislike of Aunt Zora. I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, um, and I know it, it, it has been a theme in a lot of different uh, sitcoms, but I'm really glad they did actually go with Greek in a way, because if they'd have gone Chinese restaurant or something like that, I think this would have been a whole different ballgame. Well, yeah, they, I don't think they would have played with, with race in such a offensive not, way but then this is way. deeply offensive to greeks <laughs> well, that's what i'm saying because i mean look at looking at seinfeld the uh the chinese restaurant which is a bottle episode and they're all in the, the entrance to the chinese restaurant the whole time they have the chinese guy who literally just says seinfeld four five ten minute over and over again they're just mocking the guy yeah you know? and, and as we said before that the chinese jokes in in frasier when bulldogs doing impressions several times I'm glad they didn't go down that route, but at the same time, I don't know whether this is offensive to Greek people. It probably is because her accent, to me, is so over the top. It 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 makes the show too much of a sitcom. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's gone away from the classy comedy that Frasier is, and it's become 
really sitcommy. <laughs> if, yeah. if that makes sense. That that's so true. This does have such convention about it in in a kind of hammy, hokey way. Yeah. That it, it's why it stands out in a show that was very unconventional or un, kind of exceptional in the way it was kind of playing with those tropes. Um, I mean, Nars is Nars is delivery now, and Avon spots him. Oh, there you are, Nars. Just kill me now. Uh, just one of the best deliveries from the episode. Um, kind of a high point um, for me, which I just I just love. I mean, I've just put here. She is his cousin. Like, this yeah. is just... To quote... I'm not going to swear, but I have written down, it's effing insane. Um, I just... Yeah. What the hell, Steve? Help me figure this out. She grabs his hand and she holds it close to her breasts. Straight right. away. Right in her cleavage. And right. he goes... She says, it's lovely to see you two. And he goes, yes, it's lovely to see your two, uh, you two um, yours as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah. Yeah. So slapped straight away. But then you think, like you say... They did mention it's a distant cousin, and Daphne does say, well, it's still a bit sick, but okay. <laughs> it, is, it, it is a bit sick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, distant cousin, I mean, do we think maybe second or third or... I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it works. I, I think just... it works that it's just a no from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to justify it. <laughs> I really hope that's clear. Um you know, Charles and I are not related. I need to really stress that here. But um, yeah, just it, it's a no from me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> co-signed. She, she sort of comes on to Niles almost. It, it is a bit like uh, Annie in Ski Lodge, isn't it? She's like, oh, oh yeah, get my hands on you, and she's chasing him round. I, I mean, there's a there's a moment um, a little bit further on where he's just inside the kitchen door and he's talking to Fraser. And Niles is saying halfway through a sentence and he goes out the outdoor as she comes in. He walks around and he goes, so I think that's what you need to do, Fraser. So good. <laughs> the timing of Niles and DHP getting through that door as she comes in. And she goes, have you seen Niles? And he goes, no. And she walks out. Niles comes back in and goes, so that's what you need to do, Fraser. Conversation. <laughs> so I think so that's good. brilliant. But I, why did she have to be a cousin? Why couldn't she just be, I don't know, couldn't she be Aunt Zora's sister? Although that yeah. would still be an aunt, but do you know what I mean? Way more further removed. <laughs> Just... Yeah. Please make the incest make sense. <laughs> Nikos's stepsister. Do you know what I mean? She's adopted. Just, just yeah. give us something. <laughs> yeah, just just take the blood relation out of the question. And then we haven't got to join Daphne in a chorus of it's a bit sick. Um <laughs> We've got some great lines now. We've got you dirty old man. We've got so did Lizzie Borden. Um, some, some, some kind of really good deliveries. Um, moving the wine on the freestanding shelf, as you've already noted, to reveal Nars' face is an excellent visual gag. Um, like a, a kind of a high point of visual, visual gags in this episode, certainly. Um, I really love that reveal. It's just there, hiding. Just staring, isn't he? And it's the same with that <laughs> yeah. door. When he first comes through the door, the door opens, you just see Niles' face just peering through and he walks into it. But the the wine thing got me because Fraser's already mentioned several times. I think there's there's a point quite early on when Fraser gets to the restaurant and she says, um he she stuffs food in Fraser's mouth. Zora stuffs food in his mouth, and she says, um, I'm so happy I could almost cry. And he goes, I could cry as too. <laughs> <laughs> And then she mentions the Greek champagne. And then later on, he's looking at the bottles of wine. I thought, you've already said you're disgust for Greek food several times in this. Yet you're picking up Greek wine and looking at it going, hmm, I wonder if these are any good. No, they're not, Fraser. Why are you looking at the wine? Trying to look I, like you're, I don't know, cultured. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
it makes no sense at all. Um, but yeah, it leads to that great gag. Um, we have the delivery of the line out easier to make than a PB sandwich. I mean, I just put I just put Christ <laughs> in response to this. Um, just a very a very visceral um, kind of metaphor um, for for her previous easiness, um, for want of a better phrase. Um, you know, not not trying to be um, kind of offensive in any way, just borrowing the way this joke is is framed because it's it's pretty skin crawling. Um, we you know we get enough slut shame with Ross, but now we've got this kind of very bizarre sandwich allegory for Aunt Sora's mm-hmm. previous dalliances. It's a very Martin kind of line, though, isn't it? That's the kind of thing that you would expect. Well, he is, yeah, of his generation, I guess. Yeah. I think yeah. that is definitely the way you said it. And and I don't know, maybe when I first watched this back in the nineties, maybe I probably wouldn't have even got that joke. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't. It probably would have gone straight over my head as a 13, 14 year old watching it. I don't know. I can't mm. remember that back now to what impact that part would have had i probably would have been confused about him chasing his cousin to be fair but <laughs> probably i probably researched that mom dad is that right the fact they've been caught on camera is absolutely excruciating um and just some some rare cringe comedy for the show you know the show kind of dall- dallies with that with buttons and bows and some other moments oh. but some good yeah. cringe comedy here this brings up this guy called Eddie, who's uh, doing the camera work, isn't he? Is he, yes. is he a cousin or a, a relative of some sort? He's there, isn't he? Um, Martin knows him. Um, yeah. But this brings me up to why can't they think of any other names in this show? Think about That's... it for a second. Just why is he called Eddie? Well, there's Eddie. Um, the juggler that comes in at the end is called Marianne. Now, Marianne's the name they give to Diane's character in the one that Diane comes back. Marianne, Marianne in the bar. Marianne, and Marianne. you've also got Crystal. Uh, Crystal is the other person that he's marrying, and Crystal gets used later as the, is it the Doc's pal is mock gal in that episode where Frasier picks up the uh, streetwalker who's also called Crystal. It's like they just keep picking up names. And also Edward or Eddie is the guy later on in um, Out With Dad, isn't he? They just keep using the same name, and for some reason they've used them all in this episode. It's like, why do you keep using Eddie? Why is Eddie such an important name? <laughs> That's a <laughs> really cool. good point. Yeah, call him Freddie. No, you can't. We've already used that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, bizarre. Um, That's a really good point. I've not even thought about it. Yeah, maybe they've just got this bag of names, and they just kind of <laughs> recycle them. Yeah. Oh, we haven't used Marianne for two episodes. Bring it back. What should we call the uh, guy with the camera? I don't know. Eddie? He's not in it. We haven't got the dog in it. Well, we'll use another Eddie. There we go. Just chuck an Eddie in there. Maybe it's for continuity so that we don't miss Eddie too much because <laughs> we've got the ma- we've got the human version of it with the camera here. Um, we've got the delivery of Nikos now. He's basically, Frasier realises that he and Nik- Nikos isn't happy. He's clearly in love with this previous, uh, previous lover. Uh, maybe you've heard of her, Crystal Baker. Um, <laughs> I just I mean, attempts theatre too often. <laughs> is it as I, much as I'd like to? I just think what a what a thing to say. Of course, he hasn't heard of it. You absolute <laughs> idiot. Um, but he's he's sad. He's upset. And and Fraser has promised Aunt Zora he won't give out advice. He's obviously going to have to give out advice here, and it's it's inevitable where this episode is going. Um, before we get to any kind of big reveals, though. Back to Martin and Daphne, who throw the video away. Um, that's very extreme for the two of them to make that decision. I think it's a little bit uncharacteristic. I adore the fact that John Mahoney has that camcorder in his hand, 
And he says, so the great grandmother's on here. 101 years old, she was recorded. Mm, must be quite an interview. 101 years old. But she had some really good stories to tell. He looks down at the camcorder and Daphne goes, you press that button there. And he goes, thank you. He's <laughs> just, <laughs> just staring at it, like really thinking long and hard about the 101-year-old great-grandmother that's left her interview on there about it. And she just goes, it's that button there. Lovely job. Takes the, ca- takes the tape out, throws it away, shuts it up and off they go. It's just, yeah, I just, it's so sad, all, the, all of that work just thrown away because of their mistake. But then have, would you do the same in that position? How would you oh, act? How would you get around? I, I, would, I don't know. Nowadays, it'd be totally different, wouldn't it? Nowadays, you'd take the phone or the camcorder or whatever it is home, edit it, take out the, the snippet of you basically slagging off your brother, your brother's wife and everyone else you know, mm. and um, stitch it back together again, send off the tape. And so, oh, oops, I accidentally took the tape out and I've taken it home. Don't know how. Anyway, here it is. And you'd edit it. Back then, VHS. No, you're not doing that. You're 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 rewinding and recording over it or binning it. That's that's the only way to hide exactly what you've just said about your. Uh, your why <laughs> don't they? Why don't they rewind and record over it? Yeah, that would have been easier. A lot easier, and and they wouldn't have destroyed the archive of the cent, you know, centenarian or uh, or whatever the phrase may be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Frasier now tells Niles to hide in the men's room. Where do you think Yvonne is right now? <laughs> just another, another great line. And, you know, there's so many here. Oh, dear God, here she comes again. Um, this is when, when he's kind of like uh, hiding him behind the uh, behind the wine bottle. Um, but yeah, just it's just uh, some, some great lines from Niles in an episode that's so... Unbelievably strange. Um, I've got, I've got, I actually have a terrible confession to make now. In that I made, I watched this episode for this, for this podcast about a month ago. And as listeners will obviously know, there's been a huge gap in putting episodes out because we've both been just ridiculously busy and it's regrettable and we hate it. But you know that is just what a lot what happens with life. Um, and I must have got sidetracked with work whilst I was making notes on this episode because my notes end. At that point where he says, where do you think Yvonne is right now? So, Steve, I'm going to deftly ask you to become main host oh, and God. and continue with your kind of call and response, as I do with the note keeping, for the remainder of the episode. Do you feel up to the challenge? What a battlefield promotion. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you got to got to pick your best men in the moments you need them most. I'm not leaving a fallen man behind or I'll come back for you. But... <laughs> This, as I said earlier, there's not a huge amount left to unpack other than, obviously, Frasier has left a note, hasn't he? He's left a note with, or he's left a message with Crystal, um, to which you then get the great Niles line. you remember about the phone call? <laughs> about the phone call? I don't think I do. I've left a message. Don't worry, they got to her and she's on the streets. Jugglers have car phones. <laughs> <laughs> superb. Absolutely superb. Um, is it Marianne, the the juggler? Turns up dressing a bit like some sort of weird pixie. I didn't know that jugglers on the street had to dress like court jesters, basically. Yeah. Um, does it make a lot of sense? Does it? She's kind of dressed, yeah, kind of manic. Are you familiar with the trope manic pixie dream girl in film? <laughs> I'm not, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> so that, that's, that's actually a really common theory in kind of film theory and kind of contemporary cinema. So the manic pixie dream girl 
is the kind of female counterpart to kind of a a male hero protagonist or anti-hero who is essentially the equivalent is a pick me girl these days it's like a girl who's not like other girls and is kind of is kind of zany and full of life and an alternative in every sense of the word draws the kind of nerdy straight man out of their shell um trying some examples of like Zoe Deschanel in 500 Days of Summer Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind that kind of trope and I don't know I see I see I see Crystal Baker in that in that in that outfit I think is she Nico's manic pixie dream girl I don't know um, <laughs> <laughs> a question for the ages as uh, as she comes in and she picks up the uh, long breadsticks I presume that's a Greek uh, tradition and it's not starts, a euphemism no <laughs> she looks at Nikos doesn't she and he he takes three and they start juggling I instantly thought of Joey Tribbiani and wondered did those two actors actually put on their CV before they went to the interview or audition can juggle? <laughs> Is it necessary that those two actors could juggle to get this part? Was I would like to, I'd like to think it was. Um, can you juggle? Because I tried not but three oh. days ago and found it incredibly difficult. I could a long time ago. I don't believe I probably could now. Really? Coordination now. It's all I, about throwing two at once isn't it really that's One, what i was trying switch the other two well yeah it's you're cycling basically two, your hands are moving around in circles always throwing one up but you've always got to know where that other one's dropping to move it it's, it's not yeah. it's a very very hand coordination thing i've actually got a guy that works in my office called juggler his name is actually john and everyone calls him juggler because i could literally hand him pretty much any three items in the office and go go on then juggler and off he goes. Well, off he goes. Just, just throwing them, perfectly fine. I mean, literally a pen. I don't know, a mobile phone and a box, and he will quite happily do it. You just give him three random things, probably more than that, and he no can way. Uh, four, four, five, six maybe items, and he's, he's off. That's it. As long as he can hold them in his hand, he, he's going. But it's, it's a talent, and he's done it for years. But um, that's absolutely awesome. As for the episode, obviously, you've then got the Fraser Toast speech. I don't know if you remember that bit where he starts almost yeah. a bit like the Mel Niles. Spoiler alert, I should say that first, as I always say it afterwards. Where he tries to make a speech about happiness. And then obviously mm. that's that, that's actually before Marianne, I think, comes in. Um, and again, he sort of tries to urge Nikos to follow that dream. You know, look for happiness. Maybe... Maybe it's somewhere else and not here. I think that's actually where um, Aunt Zora breaks a bottle and starts to chase Frasier, which I, I think... thought was quite extreme. <laughs> it, it, just a little bit. Just another one of the many characteristics of Aunt Zora that kind of defy explanation. Um, but yeah, you're, you're so right. It's a great comparison, actually, with that later speech with Mal. It's like it's it's a direct euphemistic speech that's kind of... Well, it's indirect, not direct, but it's it's got a very clear takeaway message but he's, he's trying to kind of disguise it but again it kind of boils down to the same advice he gave nikos about juggling and it's about following your passions and your dreams so there's there's at least some continuity there i guess would you say that you think fraser actually gives good advice is that is that uh if someone actually came to you and said look there's this juggler and we get on really well but there's also this other girl and she can give you this high life and and i don't want to be a doctor what what advice would you give Nikos in that? Uh, I think it's a whole different can of worms when it was the job situation at the beginning. But I think the fact that it's about love and it's about happiness, 
I think I, I echo what Frasier says, and I think there's no one more attuned to the search for happiness and love in this show than Frasier. It's, it's, it's his quest. Um, and I think ultimately what he's telling Nikos to do, he, he knows Nikos is in love with Crystal, which is just an incredible sentence to say out loud. Um, it's, it's like when, when Frasier's mocking the... Daphne romance is like I love Zirconia, and you know that's what the names sound like. Um, I just realised as you said that I've been calling uh, the pixie girl Marianne. It's not Marianne's the posh girl, isn't she? Marianne is a posh girl, and Crystal Sorry, is Crystal Baker. I hadn't heard of you. See, <laughs> I don't know. Catchment Street Theatre. Um, but I think he's. I think he's right. I think he's justified in in his advice, and I think he does the right thing. And I'm glad he does because it's it's for Nico's best interests. But um, yeah, I, I like the way they use the toast as a weapon for him to do that. Um, and Zora, you know, what kind of a hell toast is this anyway? And uh, you know, he says, "I just want to make sure that my cousin marries the woman that he truly loves the most." And then she kind of, uh, yeah, she kind of goes nuts um, when uh, when when Crystal when Crystal enters. Um, I, do, but, yeah. I do like the fact that coming up towards the end, then you've got obviously everyone starting to sort of leave the party and Martin just looks at his brother Walt and goes, well, see you, Walt. <laughs> yeah, it's like, goodbye again. It's <laughs> been five years. I, I mean, I did like the, the line earlier, actually, where Frazier says, um, look at that. You can just pick up exactly where you left off. He goes, how you doing, Walt? Yeah, I'm okay. You? Yep, I'm good. <laughs> it's been just... five years. Yeah, what have you been up to? Nothing. <laughs> I just don't know how I wanted that moment to play out, but it's definitely not that. <laughs> Um, I just, I just, yeah, but just what an episode. I mean, in many ways, this could have been a four hour episode kind of unpacking what the hell's going on and, and kind of sounding out the, the, the response from from listeners. But in other ways, I'm kind of glad to put it to bed and move back to firmer ground with the perfect guy next week. Um, well, <laughs> so <laughs> firmer, yes. <laughs> do you not like the perfect guy? I love it. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, maybe he should have written this episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I've I've mentioned, I haven't mentioned rather, Animation Watch. Can you remember what the animation was? We'll do it at the end this week rather than the beginning. Lift going up. It was the elevator. Very good, very good. Is this, in your, is this in your top ten, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. I, it's probably not even in my top ten bottom episode. I don't know. It, it, it's very hard to rate. I mean... If we do what we normally do, whether it's me and you or me, uh, you and Key, sorry, at the end and we do the season review, I don't know how this episode's going to fare. I, it's not going to be high. But I don't, I don't, until we've looked at the rest of them, I don't know where it will go, but I don't think it's going to sit probably anywhere above 20. I reckon it's going to be in the bottom four or five. Oh, I completely agree. I, I think it's probably in my bottom 10 of the whole mm. series. Um but that's a, that's something I actually haven't figured out, so that's something to do. Uh, actor pick, who have you gone for? David Hyde Pierce. Excellent. I, think, I have also gone for him. Tell us, tell me why you picked him. I think his line delivery is brilliant, but I think the physical acting he has in this again, um, just stumbling around, sort of darting in and out of that kitchen door, brings back the innkeepers and, and that sort of thing, and the farcical moments from uh, the ski lodge, that acting he brings to this again. If you took his physical acting out of this, I don't think you'd have so many laughs out of those lines when he's getting chased by Yvonne, uh, even behind the wine bottles, etc. Kelsey's got some great deliveries, but I, really, I just think David, David outacts him in this one. 
Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, Kendi Burling, our while ground, Steve, has he ever had a dalliance with a cousin? <laughs> no, but he has got a brother that he recently went <laughs> to having that he'd never told us about before. Honestly, unbelievable. I'm, I'm going to get on the blow with him. That's the phone for non for non English <laughs> listeners. And uh, yeah, speak to Kenny about that when this episode ends. Um, who's crazy, anyways? All that remains left to play before we jump over to listener mail. My two worder for you this week, Steve, is terrible mistake. Who uses the phrase terrible mistake? Or it can be anyone, can't it? It's not it can be anyone it. in the show. Um, I can only think it would be... Sorry, that's my mobile going off. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a cartoon character that entered the room. <laughs> Tigger's just jumped past me. Frasier. <laughs> um, uh, I think I made a terrible mistake when I gave him this advice. I don't. I don't know. It's Nikos, and he, he says this line twice. He says, uh, "Interfere! You save me from making a terrible mistake." Then later, he says to uh, to Fraser again. Once again, he saved me from making a terrible mistake um, to Zora. Um, mm-hmm. So we actually have it repeated twice, but from the same person, from Nikos. Um, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> shall, shall we jump over to listener mail this week, Steve? Yes, let's go for it. Let's go. Raz, who's our next caller? Excellent. So, uh, we've got quite a few have written in this week. So, he's... What were we going to say? <laughs> you read that. I've just got to give Ella glasses a contact for that. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. While Steve runs downstairs to give Ella her contact so she can see, um, I'm going to read He's a Goth now, who says, Another great podcast. Thanks, lads. Room service is a hilarious episode. Food in the bathroom. And a slow rolling, okay, are two lines that go through my head more often than I can count. The most shocking thing to me, far beyond sleeping with your ex's brother, is the litre of ketchup Lilith pours on her eggs while sitting on the toilet in the end credits. I enjoy a bit of Heinz as much as the next person, but she might as well have slurped it straight out the bottle up the villa. I love ketchup as well, and I do think she she overdoes it. She does overdo it. Sorry, I've just got Reddit opening. That's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll read the next Steve while you uh while you open. I'm there. Is it KM Saxon? It is next? indeed. Take it away. KM Saxon. I should also add that I'm glad that I not feel I, I got my fill of British language as I'm heading to your side of the pond Saturday morning. Maybe I'll have another podcast to listen to while I'm there. Mm, very good. Uh, well, welcome to Britain if you're here. <laughs> yes, well, that was two months ago, which is insane, but there we are. Uh, Mischief Knight says, gold medal ep of the podcast. Happy to hear Will uh, give something called a shout out to Ben and Lloyd on his last show. Uh, Steve, if I'm wrong, Doctor, you never know it. Uh, Ski Lodge is a good episode, but to me, if an episode is going to be the best, it needs to be flawless. I think the device of Martin's ears being clogged, leading to the exchange in the kitchen that prompts the biggest amount of confusion, is honestly not that clever, given the level of cleverness we're used to seeing in the run of Frasier, and other points in this very episode. Still a lot of brilliance, especially with the acting, but I don't know. I can't get past how clunky that kitchen scene with Annie, hot for Frasier, is. And for me, the flow of the comedy just comes to a screeching halt. It doesn't seem like something someone would shout that loudly when everyone else is trying to clandestinely find their intended partner. Also seems like a weak way to keep Martin involved, outside of his, in Steve's words, 
orgy-inducing speech. <laughs> were those your words, or was that me? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember which one of us. Someone said orgy-inducing speech, which... Uh, well, apparently, I've been quoted as saying that, which... <laughs> I can't remember it, but one of us did say it. One of us said, <laughs> one of us said, orgy-inducing speech is phenomenal. Uh, I know to the majority this might be one tiny flaw that I could pick out all night, but a flaw is a flaw. My opinion for the best episode has no flaws that I could pick up on, but I concede my biases might cloud them for me. Ski Lodge is not in my top ten, but if I expanded the list to the top twenty, I think it would land somewhere in that range. Uh, beware of Greeks. The first and I think only time Fraser's phone is on that desk. It's usually behind Martin's chair. I admit I haven't gone back through every episode to verify this, and it's not impossible for him to have two phones, but it seems weird over there. I, I believe I believe he's got two. I, I think, think I've, I've so. I've been on that desk before, but the main one, yeah, he definitely uses around the pillar sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm trying to think of episodes, but I know that he's used the other one. Uh, Daphne concludes her speech about Secret Admirer saying, it is kind of sick, even though she'll <laughs> come to find it endearing when Niles reveals his feelings. Yes, very good. Uh, and in an interesting way, Fraser's line of, I'm convinced that he's still in love with her and she with him, is an interesting precursor of what Fraser will think and do when it's Daphne and Donnie's wedding, almost like a dress rehearsal. Very good, MK. Uh, next we have is it Ashley 2 mm. I like room service because DHP and BB always play off each other well Niles, sorry to hear your marriage ended in a shambles, ditto <laughs> the way he the ditto is perfect, plus it's always nice when Cheers slash Frasier allow BB Newirth to show how amazing she looks looking forward to how this little odd family handles the episode <laughs> Very, very good. Um, Missy Cromwell says, Apologies, lads. First time commenter and realised I posted on the wrong thread for room service after listening to your latest ep. We'll get it right next time. Hi, all. I've been listening to We're Listening for the past few months and absolutely love it. I've been watching Frasier since I was a kid and it's great to hear from other people who appreciate it as much as I do. I'm keen to hear your thoughts on room service and appearance of Lilith means we're always in for a good episode. Frasier seems to take things a bit too personally considering these things happen every day. Every day in Arkansas. Um, I, I mean, I, hopefully that's just part of the joke. Because I think to say Fraser takes things a bit too seriously is incredibly uncharitable towards him. Uh, I would love to get a recap of everyone's top 10 episodes so far so we can see how many more we can expect in the coming episodes. Excited for Will's final favourite. Most of my favourites are in the later seasons, so excited for those to come. Uh, I'm happy to recap my top 10 for you all now. Um, I'm going to get KACL 780 up and go through the transcripts so I can... Can you count these off, Steve, while I go... While I go just on your hands, um, it's absolutely fine. So in season one, I have Travels with Martin. Um, I also have my coffee with Niles. And I think I also have Fraser Crane's Day Off. Um, I'm going to... In fact, I'm going to... I'm going to try and get my actual top 10 up, I think. But yeah, bear with me. So though season two, um, we have The Innkeepers, which was in my top 10. Um, don't think anything else of season two. Season three, I have a feeling. Well, Chess Pains is in there. Um, high Crane Drifter isn't, but it's certainly high. Season four, we've got A Crane's Critique. Um, which is definitely in there. Um, we've got Ham Radio, which is in there. How many are we on so far, Steve? 
That is seven, and you haven't said one I thought you would. Which one did you think I'd say? Possible Dream. Yes. The Impossible Dream is on there. Um, our, season that's season four. Um, four. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to navigate to... I've got a list somewhere. Of, I believe last time we read this out, you were up to about seven. I actually think... We, I don't think Fraser Crane's Day Off's in your top ten. Oh, we, we, I tell you what it is. The 1,000th show. Um, so that episode, oh, that episode will be on there. Um, so... Add that one to it. I'm just trying to find my list here. One thousand shows also in it, and Fraser Crane Day Off is in it. You've done nine already. I think I think that's right. I'm I'm trying to find where because I basically I have a list somewhere. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, I've got them all ready to go. Have I missed anything? Okay, I'm going to read them all out. Go. A Crane's critique. Yep. Chest pains. Yep. The Impossible Dream. Yep. The 1000th Show. Yep. Ham Radio. Yep. The Innkeepers. Yep. Travels with Martin. Yep. The Ski Lodge. <laughs> right, hold on, yep. My Coffee with Niles. Yep. So that's nine. Not Fraser Crane's Day Off. Yep. So I'm on, I'm on nine, and my tenth and my favourite episode of all time is still pending. I am on six. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Okay, so that's... far from mine, we've had My Coffee with Niles in season one, The Matchmaker in season two, You Can Go Home Again in season three, The Two Mrs. Cranes in season four, and Halloween and Ski Lodge in season five. Excellent. Yours is a nice list. There's some, there's some nice versatility going on there. There's a lot of Joe Keenan in there. There is. There is a lot of JK. Um, okay, back over to Reddit. Uh, where are we? We've got Next Economics 545. Um, fun fact, the set was reused in Hot Cleveland. Hot, hot in Cleveland. Season 13, season 3, episode 13, Tangled Web. Is that the set from the Ski Lodge, I assume? I would presume it's the ski lodge, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Jane Leaves was in uh, Hot in Cleveland, wasn't she? She was, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah you do we... Cam Winston. Um, Winston. Cam Winston. Uh, lads, double busy at the moment with life going nuts. So just trivia this week. Peace, lads. As always, up the villa. Which brings me to say, Will, how did Villa finish in the Premier League? Thank you for asking, Steve. I'm so glad you asked. I'll keep this brief for listeners, but Villa finished seventh in the Premier League. They will be playing in the Europa Conference League next year, which is a relatively new tournament, but it is European football nevertheless. An unbelievable end to the season. Um, and exciting times ahead. So if anyone wants to, to, to pick up an English football team to support across the pond and you're struggling, if it's good enough for Tom Hanks and Prince William and myself... It's good enough for you, Aston Villa. The same choice. <laughs> there's my there's my pitch. Um, next week, we will be back with Season 5, Episode 17, The Perfect Guy. And Clint Webber, a nice day for a slight webbing, um, <laughs> will be the tune um, that we sing next week. But until then, I've been Will. And I've been Steve. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. Ha, 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 ha.
but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. 